0: Well, hey, church. Pastor JP here alongside Nick, my brother, and uh, we are so excited tonight to jump into part two, uh, what we covered last night at our prayer meeting, if you were with us or maybe joined with us online, um, what we entitled A Prophetic House during the seven days of fasting and praying, which, I, I, man, I've been so encouraged and strengthened by this fast. I hope you are. Too, um, during this time of leading up to this fasting and praying the Lord had really pressed on my heart and uh, Rachel's heart and our leadership team that we needed to go after um, a lot of things during this fasting and praying, but specifically as a church body uh, understanding and coming to grips biblically with what the word talks about in regards to being a prophetic house. Yeah. And so last night we we went into this. We had an incredible time in the presence of God. I believe a lot of lives were ministered to and touched yeah. and just an uh, it, it incredible time of worship and receiving the word. Um, so if you were not with us last night, I want to encourage you right now to make sure that you go onto our YouTube page, go onto Spotify, go onto Apple Music, check out the podcast, listen to that time before you go any further in this time. We're going to fill some gaps here tonight. We're going to do our best to articulate a little bit more um, of of what we believe as a church in regards to being a prophetic house and all that entails. And so check that out. Make sure you do that. But I want to read um, the the, the foundational scripture verse that we covered last night, again tonight, and then we're going to jump in. to some thoughts that we have, some additional things that we didn't get to, to last night, and then some of you have submitted some questions, you've given some feedback, all beautiful things, um, but I want to just read the scripture that we covered last night, which is 1 Corinthians um, 14, 1 through 5. This was our foundational scripture, I want to read it here right now, First verse, uh, verse 1 in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Let love be your highest goal. I know I paused last night, but that is the utmost... Uh, importance uh, uh, that we need to understand. That's a huge thing for us to understand that ultimately what at the end of the day, all this is that we love our neighbors, we love God and we love our neighbors yeah. as ourselves, right? Yeah. But you should also, then Paul writes, desire the special abilities to the spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. So so Paul's saying this is a this is a gift, this is an ability that you should, desire, each and every one of us. He's writing to the church body. This is not for um, people that do not claim Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This is for the family of God. For you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, right? So if we speak in, in the words of prophecy, we strengthen others, we encourage them, and we comfort them a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church i wish you could all speak in tongues right paul desires for that but i even but even more i wish you could all prophesy for prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. There's a lot there that we could unpack, and we're gonna unpack a few more scripture verses um, tonight. But we gave some belief statements uh, that I want you to go listen to. I'm not gonna read all of them. There's eight belief statements that we covered last night in regards to why, as a church body, are we contending for the prophetic voice to rise up in our church? Why do we we desire this? Why do we go after the words of Paul? Why do we follow the words of Jesus? Why do we say like, man, we want our house to be a house that is filled with the spirit of God? Ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're desiring for, and I want you to maybe speak into this, is what we're desiring for is that our church would be a place where the Spirit of God flows, moves, challenges equips but speaks the words of heaven speaks the words of life speaks yeah. the words of of his word over the church body because there's a lot of noise right now the world is speaking a lot of craziness the world is speaking a lot of uh, of uh, of things that aren't true the world is speaking lies yeah. right and so we as the church has have the the weapon let me say it that way and i don't want to say the honor that's a better word the, honor, the honor of speaking truth yeah. Where there are lies, speaking truth in the midst of darkness, speaking truth where there is chaos and
1: confusion. We have the honor as the church body, as his family, to do this. Yeah. I think what's really cool is uh, when we look at the grand biblical narrative, what, what we actually see is that the world is under um, an illusion. They're, mm. they're disillusioned. The world is disillusioned uh, by sin and by the, the corruption of sin. And so throughout wow. the scriptures, like we see people trying to live apart from God, and you, have, you consistently see God speaking to Israel. Mm-hmm. and saying apart from me you can do nothing apart from my provision and protection you can do nothing absolutely nothing and so what what the really cool uh, opportunity the invitation for us to speak life in this present cultural moment right now is that the world is still under a delusion but we actually have wow. the answer that's good we actually have the words of wisdom and insight we actually have the heavenly perspective that the world is in desperate need of wow. And so uh, in this time when the world is speaking words of hate and destruction mm-hmm. and division and divisiveness, we actually have the words of heaven, the perspective of heaven, and we can step into situations as a church body, both individually yes. and corporately. Yes. We can step into situations where there are no answers and we have answers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so that's why we're contending for this. That's why we're praying for
0: this. That's why we're asking God to grant this upon our house, which which this was a call, I said it last night, this was a call on our house from the beginning, um, from the beginning that God placed this vision and dream into my heart and Rachel's heart where where God just said, this is what I want you to be. I want you to be a wellspring of life in the midst of the desert. And how do we do that? We give people life by, by sharing the words of, of Jesus, by sharing his truth, by sharing who Jesus is, his character, his nature and everything. Yeah. And then sharing the wisdom of heaven to people all around us. And so we're just excited for this. And guys, once again, this is a big thing to tackle. Yeah. This is a massive <laughs> thing to tackle. And so so in part, like we're not going to hit everything again even tonight. We're going to keep talking about this. We have a series coming up uh, in, in in the next couple weeks, um, that we're going to be diving into the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and what, who He is and what, what, that, what that means to us as believers. But tonight, I just want to cover a couple things, if we can, and maybe add some things that might come to mind for you um, that, that were questions or thoughts that I walked away going, man, I would have loved to hear this from those two guys up there that I didn't get to hear. Yeah. And the first thing is this, I want to remind us uh, of this, is abiding is crucial. That apart from abiding in Christ, we can't do any of this. Actually, yeah. I would encourage you don't. <laughs> yeah. Please, 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 please don't try to operate in this gifting or operate in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit without first abide, abiding in Jesus Christ. But what what it means to abide is that um, we we want to go after this this gift, and that's what it is—a gift from the Holy Spirit to us to be His mouthpiece, His vessel. Um, but we also want our church to be filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Like, man, I, I've grown up in a home where they stress the value of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but just alongside they stress the fruit of yeah. the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. And in some spheres, in some circles, they go after one and not the other. Yeah. Or they emphasize the, the fruit and they say the gifts aren't available today. I think, at, I believe at Oasis Church, let me say that we are called to do both. And so we said a quote last night that you can prophesy like angels but live like heathens. And what we are getting at, it was not to say a really cool quote, was to say the fruit of the Holy Spirit should be so evident in our lives. We should have kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. I sing that song over my son. My wife and I, when we put Titus down at bed at night, we sing the fruit of the Spirit over him. I'm not singing, Lord, give him the gifting of prophecy. I'm singing, Lord, fill him with your fruit. Because at the end of the day, what are are we going to be accountable for? What are people going to see? We may not be able to give prophetic words to people on the streets, but they're going to see how I handled the the barista. They're going to see how I handled the bus driver when I got on the bus. They're going to see how I handled the Uber driver when I'm an Uber pool. right? Or they're going to see how I'm handling my coworker that's next to me that they know I'm frustrated with, but i got to operate in the fruit of the Spirit. Right, So fruit is yeah. a crucial thing yeah. for us in this church.
1: Yeah, and just to connect those dots, right? We talked last night about abiding in mm-hmm. John 15, being connected to the vine. And uh, if you look in Galatians 5, what we see is that uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are produced by the Holy Spirit, but so are the fruits of the Holy wow. Spirit. It's produced by the fruit of the Spirit that indwells, right? So uh, love and joy and peace and patience and, and kindness, these aren't things that we try to do. Yeah, because we can't. We can't. We're the selfish Holy people, we're mean the, people. Yeah, yeah, We don't like other, like, in the natural life. That barista seen you on your bad <laughs> days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit in us is what yeah. is producing these things. And so last night we wanted to stress, and we continue, we want to stress this, that it is so, radically important, that we are abiding in the Holy Spirit and we are allowing the Spirit of God to transform us yeah. into the image of Jesus, that's to so continue good. to grow us into being godly people. Yeah, because that's,
0: that's the exa- that will give people the example of who Jesus is and what his church is supposed to do and how we're supposed to operate. And yeah. we're saying Holy Spirit fills with the fruit, but also Holy Spirit fills with the gifting. Nick, why are gifts of the Holy Spirit important in the church today? I'm, I'm giving you that hard one. Yeah. I'm shooting yeah. right yeah. at you. No, wow. I,
1: the gifts of the Holy Spirit are important because Jesus in His ministry never acted apart from what He spoke. So mm-hmm. Jesus spoke truth. Jesus spoke with authority, and He spoke spoke with power. And He said, "The kingdom is at hand," and this is the demonstration yeah. of the kingdom, right? So He opens up the scroll in Luke four, uh, uh, Isaiah sixty one, and He says, "Today in your hearing this is fulfilled." What is what is the scroll in Isaiah? The lame, they walk. Mm. The blind see. The deaf hear. Yeah. Not, just, not just physically hear, yeah. but spiritually. spiritually. They hear the word of the Lord today. Mm-hmm. And so the reason that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are crucial for the church is because the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, are a testimony both to the people in the church and outside of the right. church that the transformative power of the kingdom is at hand, that the favor of God is on this group of people because they are dwelling with God. Yeah. They know God. Yeah. And they don't just know about God, yeah. but they know him in the power of his resurrection, mm-hmm. which is what, exactly what Paul said the entire goal of his whole life in ministry wow. was, to know Jesus Christ in the power of his resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. And so we believe that the gifts are given to us so that we can walk this thing out in
0: power. Yeah. We said it last night, like evil and satan and darkness would want to silence these would want to make these distorted yeah right, would want to make these something that they're not so that the power within the church can be less and less. And I'm here tonight, and I believe as, as the pastor of the house and I know our leadership team and everybody, I want the power of the Holy Spirit to rise up even greater in our church right now. Yeah. I want to see people set free and delivered. I want to see people healed. I want to see people be filled with such a power to pray in a heavenly language, right, in a, in a yes. tongue that they don't know. Like, I know this is weird, and we've westernized our, our Bible so much that it sounds so weird. Yeah. And, and crazy but it's not weird and it's not something for us to um, gain money or to get a bunch of clicks on, on it's this is for us to have a church that is filled with power that people walk in and they can be radically transformed and supernaturally changed in a moment because the presence of God is there and his gift is flowing his his, his grace is in our house yeah
1: you know yeah we want to be people that know god and not just know about god amen we want to be people that intimately know him yeah. and are transformed by his power living yes. inside of us yes. and what we see throughout the new testament is that when that happens when you know him these gifts flow, flow. They, these are the outworking yeah. this is the All overflow the it's the overflow of yeah. abundant life in us yeah. is that the gifts of the holy spirit are present to those who believe, to those who walk in this thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so Paul writes about this idea of like, he desires for all men to prophesy. He says yeah. first in chapter 12, if I'm not mistaken, um, that he, he wants us to be eager for these things, right? First Corinthians 12, yeah. 12. He wants us to be eager for them. But he then says like in what we just read early on in this was that he desires for all men to prophesy. So, so can all men and women prophesy? Can we all have that, that, that gift to prophesy?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is, so this is, the, this is the beauty of living in our age, right? Uh, I, I referenced this last night, but the, the, the Israelites in the Old Testament, they longed, Yeah. they longed for a period like ours. Mm. They longed for the new covenant. They longed for intimate fellowship where they didn't have to go to the temple anymore. Wow. They didn't have to rely on the high, on the high, high priest, priest anymore. But now God actually dwells in dwells us. God dwells and lives in us. Crazy. And so that transformative power, the only way for, for the sheep to know the shepherd's voice is for the sheep to be deeply connected mm. to the shepherd. right? Like, and that's what we have. That's the beauty of, this, of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we as believers experience. And so what we see is that, is that God gives us these gifts and that he gives us... Um, the ability to to operate in them according yeah. to our faith yeah. right so paul in romans 12 i think it is uh says that each man will prophesy if you have the gift of prophecy according to your own measure yeah. of faith yeah right yeah and so what we see is that gifts not just prophecy but yeah. gifts in general right can be used according to your own faith that means they can be strengthened or weakened mm. right and we talked about this a little bit last night like about kn- knowing the word knowing yeah who God knowing, is, exactly yeah, yes yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I want to read, I asked Nick the question, can all people prophesy? We're saying, because of the words of of Paul and all throughout the New Testament, there's so many accounts of this happening and this 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 flowing through the church that we're saying yes all men and women can can be that are that receive Jesus are filled with the Holy Spirit yes and then are are, are able to then go and prophesy truth prophesy His word prophesy things to people share encouragement share uplifting right it, it said it said forgive me I want to just scroll back up here it says yeah. it says to um, to strengthen others encourage them and comfort them. You can do all those things through the, through the gift of prophecy. And that's what we're saying. And that's what we said last night is like, we're, we're not, we're not necessarily saying that there won't be a word and this will lead us into the next question. Right. Um, We're not saying that there might not be a time where you have a sensing um, for somebody else. That's a word of warning, but it's in the spirit of building comforting and strengthening. Right. We think those words are just to like, hold me, coddle me, make me feel really good. Well, sharpening one another you, when you sharpen a blade it's it's it it takes some work yeah right and so when we sharpen one another like scripture also talks about sometimes the words that we feel from heaven or sense that God is is telling us for someone else are there to uplift them and build them encourage them but they're they're there's maybe words of warning yeah words of caution there's been many times in my life where people have called me I'm going to be very honest. There was a moment in my life uh, before I was it was I was dating Rachel. Um, I was in a previous relationship, and one of my mentors called me, and he said, J.P., the Lord woke me up, and he put, put you on my heart, and he wants you to know something, that if you continue down this path, it will just not – he used language that was a little more harsh because we were on the phone, but for this sake, he said, it won't end well for you. Yeah. And I hung up the phone like, how dare you? Well, lo and behold, that word that he spoke fast forward two years later – did not end well for me. Yeah. Like, that was not a word to kill me or to spite me. It was a word of comfort and building and equipping. Yeah. And so he gave a word of warning to me. A friend called a friend and said, hey, man, the word pressed this on my heart. I felt this impression on my spirit to pray for you right now. And I, I want you to know this. So so, so is the gift of prophecy only to
1: uplift? Yeah. It just depends what you mean by uplift, right? So yeah. uh, we use this we use this example earlier, but it's like okay. So um, I know I have a I have a dear friend of mine, right? Who who is who is living in the ways of the world. We'll just say that you can use your imagination. Yeah. We can all use our imagination, yeah. right? Going out on the weekends, like clubbing it up, yeah. whatever. And I know these things, right? And I know what the I know what the scriptures teach. I know I know that. I'm called to a life of holiness. Yes, We're called to a life apart. of set, being set apart yeah. by God. Yeah. Is it uplifting to look that person in the face, knowing what they're doing and say, ah, man, see you Sunday, you yeah. know what I mean? And not even talk about those yeah. things? Or is it, is it uplifting to say, if you keep going down this path, mm-hmm. it might not end well for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if the if the right and what we talked about last night, the ultimate goal of prophecy is to point to Jesus, Jesus. to direct people to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is not in the club on Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah. And so if we're uplifting people and we're edifying people and we want to right because we believe that this matters. We want to we want to we want people to know him because we believe that that is where eternal life is. He's worth everything. Well, then, yeah, it is uplifting yeah. to, to give a word of warning, to give a word of caution. Yeah. But that word of warning and that word of caution is within biblical right. ramifications, right? So it's like, I'm not going to give you a word of warning or a word of caution on what car to buy. Right. <laughs> if you buy right. that car, man. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. right? It's, like, it's like when we see biblical grounds to give words of warning and caution, we proceed with caution and warning there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that's really good. And just to make a little, I've heard people get saved in the club, but we'll talk about that another time on another <laughs> podcast. I think the Holy Spirit shows up to some clubs and Absolutely. drags people out of there. But you're right, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, we we digress. Um, but but this idea of prophecy um, being uplifting and encouraging is we got to make sure that we understand what that word means. What you just said, like it's sometimes there to 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 pull people out and point them to Jesus. Pull out and point, right? Yep. And and I think I think to church. I want you guys to hear this. It's not your role to be running through the church like we talked about last night and giving words of warning to people just because you you're trying to nail it. or You're trying to get this thing right. You're an eager beaver. <laughs> an eager beaver. This comes with relationship, not only with Jesus but with others. Yeah. Right. I, I've had I've had I've heard and I've had moments where people have come up and given me a word of I, I would say a word of warning, and I was just like. What are you talking about? Like, I don't even know if that's in the like in my world, but like the scripture says, weigh every prophetic word. We didn't talk about that too much last night, but weigh every word, test it, yeah. wrestle with it. When when so so I got that word, and I was like, I don't think that was right, and and it hasn't, it wasn't right. But I yeah. think that person was just trying to find whatever he was hearing to give it to somebody instead of saying like, okay, God, who is this for? Is this for somebody I know specifically in a relationship? What I'm yeah. saying is is that, that we got to make sure that when we get these things and we get these impressions on our hearts, we sense it, it's in relationship with one another. Yeah. It is the role then of the pastor and the and the people that are uh, uh, called to the position of ministry to then, to then have these words of of warning to the church yes. as, as a greater body, right? That goes into the role of the prophet versus yeah. the gifting of the prophet. Yeah. Um, so so uh, there's those moments where a Prophet will rise up in the church, a person that is called. I know many men and women that are that that are wear that wear the title of prophet or prophetess in the church body. We believe that we have them in our church where we say, "Hey, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? What are you hearing from the Lord?" That is a that is a part of the fivefold ministry where yes. they live in that calling. That is their calling. They they just best way to say it. They can't shut it off. When you're a believer, you can shut off a, a sensing and a prompting from the yeah. Lord. And that's not to say like God's going to be mad at you. You just, I can't shut off being a pastor. Like I, I say it all the time. I want to just take the pastor head off. It can't happen. It doesn't. It doesn't happen, right? So in the role of the fivefold ministry, when someone says I'm a, I, I, or we say that person has the role of a prophet, that is their calling within the ministry of the church. Yeah. That is for the church body. That is to give the church yeah. body um, a, a word of a vision, a word of caution, a word to the leadership team within it. Right? Yeah. Sometimes there's people that come in from the outside. Right? Some of our overseers that call and say, JP, I have a word for your leadership team. That's not for me then to to share it to the Greater body, yeah. but that's for our leadership to, to to wrestle with it, to to lean into it, to learn from it. I hope this is making sense. Yeah, like, there's the role of the prophet. There's the gifting to the whole church, aka believers. That
1: is the gift of prophecy. Yeah. And what so so to help draw that out a yeah. little more, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us to build one another up. But the calling, uh, the fivefold ministry calling, right? All right. So I just want to explain that term. It comes from Ephesians four yeah, verses cool. eleven and twelve. Uh, where Paul writes that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry and for building and for the building up of the body of Christ. So we have the gifts of the Spirit as the corporate body, yeah. but God uh, gives the church uh, the fivefold ministry, the ministers, the giftings, and the yes. calling. Yes. The calling to steward and to into and and to guide the church in those giftings right so we all have giftings the job and the calling of the ministers is to help guide and shepherd the every the other flock. Per, yeah. yeah the yeah. flock in their giftings yeah. to equip them for the work of the ministry right so like you are not the only person doing ministry we are all called to do the ministry yes. And so your job is to help equip us to do that ministry, yeah. to help us uh, learn how to steward a prophetic gifting, yeah. to l- help us steward, how to how, how to steward a gift of healing. How uh, to just be
0: in proper how to, relationships,
1: yeah. how to have pure relationships with someone who's How dating, to abide in Jesus. How to understand the yeah. word. Yeah. And so that's when we talk about the distinction between calling, mm-hmm. the calling mm-hmm. uh, of a prophet or the calling of a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, uh and, and, and the gifting of evangelism, the gifting of a, pro, a prophecy. Um, and, and that's where we see that distinction in the New Testament.
0: Yeah, that's great. That, they, that they, the, the, the roles of those individuals, the fivefold ministry, they flow out of the church for
1: the church. Yes right? Like they fall yes. out of the
0: church for the church. Such a pastor. Just <laughs> no, they out
1: of the church for the church. <laughs> so simple, so precise. Yeah. And so, so <laughs> our answer
0: to you tonight, if you're like, Preacher. once again, like we prayed for last Hilarious. night, like I, I want to hear God's voice. I want to know what he's saying. Like yeah. he's so kind. Just ask him. Yeah. He wants you to be able to hear his voice. And when you hear his voice, you hear his voice for your own life. We said that make sure you're not trying to hear your voice, his voice for other people. Right. At the end of the day, like I'm, I'm pleading with you to not hear his voice for other people before you're hearing his voice for your own life. Like that's so crucial, church. I want you to catch that again. I, I'm, I know I'm saying it over, but please listen to God's voice for your own life before yeah. you're hearing it for somebody else. Right. Um, is there anything else in regards to like the gifting versus the, the office that? We need to hit or cover. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be emails. We welcome them. Church, let me remind you: if you ever have a question, if you are ever like, I want more understanding, send an email in to info at oasischurchchicago church O group leader. leaders, you can ask them. If they don't know, they're going to come to the the pastoral team. We're doing this together, guys. This is such an exciting time because, like, I was making a joke to the team that's here that's doing this. Like, m- most churches wouldn't even touch this stuff. Most they it,
1: they don't. Yeah. They don't. It,
0: it's it's taboo. It's it's not. It's it's. We don't have it all together. And I'm saying, and I've said it, I want to swing. And even if we miss it in some parts, I would rather swing. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if I'm wrong for being a church that wants to speak words of life and deliverance, and I get to heaven and Jesus is like, you missed it, then I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, church. I don't think that's the case, right? I think that Jesus is all about his church speaking words of life, deliverance, healing, and help to those around us, to lift the church up, to make the church stronger, right? I want us to be a church that's linked arm in arm with one another, going after the things of God more than ever before. And we do it by being people that hear his voice, live by his words, and then help and deliver the words of heaven to other people, inside and outside. Right, the words inside of the church from a, a, a person that's in that seat of uh, of being a prophet are definitely different from the words that he's going to give to the world, yes. right? Or you're going to give to that that individual. Like we shared the stories last night of how people get words for people, Uber drivers, or or um, was it, it was an Uber driver or someone at your yeah. school? Like those are going to be different, but. Um, we just want to make sure that we are a church that are going after this and trying to edify the body and strengthen the body during this time. Yes. All right, so, so a couple more questions. I know we don't have too much more time. And um, When will prophecy end? When Jesus, when comes, Jesus back. comes back. When Jesus comes, he's coming. The, the return of Christ, is, it, it, it says no one knows the hour or the day. He's going to come back. He's going to come, and he's going to get his church. He's going to get his kids, and he's, it's going to be a glorious time. I can't wait for that time. But until that time comes... God's word is alive, it's living, it's active, it's breathing. The word is authoritative, and that's what we live our lives on. We live our lives through through that. Every prophetic word should line up with his word or the spirit of the word of God, yeah. right? Prophecy is going to continue until Jesus returns. Yeah. Why? Because prophecy calls us to the heart of Jesus. Yes. So he's trying to get people's attention. That's why like, I get frustrated when people are like, in 1 Corinthians 14, we were talking like the whole concept of like women in the, in the church and that, and we, we don't have time to go into that. We will cover that at some point, I promise you. I'll respond to that specific question, but like church denominations love that. They yeah. love that section. That has no end date. That is a good man. That is it. And I go, but you omit the whole rest of First Corinthians fourteen. Like that's outdated. No, no, no. That is not it. God yeah. wants His
1: church to prophesy. Yeah, to speak and, the words of heaven. And and just just to to stay on that topic right yeah. here, um, not the topic of women, but the topic of we we got a question. Like, uh, how do we know that prophecy? Is still for today, yeah. Like, like, does the Bible like what is the argument for that this this stuff doesn't happen Mm -hmm. anymore, right? Um, The the text that people often go to in Corinthians is uh, chapter thirteen, when the perfect comes, the imperfect shall pass away right? Speaking of, speaking of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, when yeah. the perfect comes. And, and so this is, this is really how shallow this biblical argument is, that people interpret the, the, the perfect as the Bible. So they say, once we have the canon of Scripture... We don't need prophecy anymore, and that is the one text, the main text the main that text. people go to, which to we affirm discredit. the authoritative word of God, 100%. 100%. We 100%. Do not that one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We would just interpret that the perfect is Jesus Christ Himself, yeah. the Word, Yes. not the canon of yeah. Scripture. Yeah, and so um, that, like, we we want to encourage you, like, this is one hundred percent for today. Yeah, and that the biblical argument you may you may seem intimidated, uh, like you don't. Um, have the, like, the knowledge of all the biblical and the- yeah. theological uh, information. Uh, but we strongly stand on this. And we strongly yeah. stand that the Bible itself affirms what we're teaching and what we're going after yeah. as a church. Yeah. All throughout the book of Acts, I want, you to go, I want
0: you guys to be encouraged to go and read the book of Acts. See how the church was formed. See how the church was built. Yeah. See how there are countless times where, where men and women were praying for the Apostle Paul. I think it's Acts 20, and they get a word for him like yeah. to, to not go, yeah. to not go. Is that written in the, in, the, in the scriptures? No. They heard God's voice to Paul, and they said, Paul, don't go, right? There's many times in scriptures where that happens, and we can't say it's coincidence or chance that we've gotten words, and other people in our church have received words for individuals and say, like, well, that was just a good coincidence. Right, that you you shared a word about a flower, white flower, and it happened to the person that next day, and the next day, it's not chance, it's not coincidence, it's not the atmosphere, it's not the universe aligning and giving us all these things. We believe in a creator, and his name is Yahweh, King, like Lord and Savior, God, like and Jesus. Like we yeah. believe, all that is who we serve, and that is who we give our lives to, and He's still speaking today. Yes. And so, um, just a couple things. We don't have much time, but. Um I think people get afraid to give words of prophecy that they they get a sensing. they get a, they get an inclination for someone and they might feel a little timid and shy. I want to just say this to simply that. Swing. Yeah, swing. Yeah. If you get an inclination, you're 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 sitting across from somebody at a coffee shop and the Lords just dropped something something in your spirit, yeah. right? Just say hey to them. like, hey, like, okay. Prime example today. I met. I met my workspace, and the Lord uh, dropped something in my spirit for the barista. It happened, and all I said was like, "Hey, man, do you do this?" And he was like, "Yeah." How'd you know? Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I read your tarot card." I'm just kidding. That's a really bad joke. That's a really terrible joke. I said, "No, I just, I just want to tell you, like." And he knows I'm a pastor because they all know. It. It's just the thing that they all know. I try to hide it as long as I could, but it's out. The cat's out of the bag. And I said, "Hey, like, I just was sitting here and like." The Lord Jesus, like, just gave me this vision for you, and yeah. He was wrecked. Come on, right? Right, just wrecked, right? I think people are scared because they don't want to miss it, or they don't, wanna, they don't want people to, 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 to be like, get away from me, yeah. forget you, like you're yeah. crazy. We don't want me to be labeled as these nutcases, these wild people. But the reality is, is that we were never called to be a part of this world, yeah, like this world's gonna fade. We have one shot. We have one life at this. We may be doing this podcast and this our lives are done after this. Like we don't have two chances here. We have one chance, and Jesus' word is true and it's authoritative and it gives us this access, and we got to go after it. Yeah, we got to go after it. Yeah. And so my encouragement to you is, don't be afraid. if you're wrestling and wondering, get to the pastors. Talk to your pastoral, the pastoral team at the church. Talk to your O group leaders. Share with some them some things that you've maybe sensed or heard and you're like, was this God? Right, that goes back to weighing every prophetic word, yeah. right? First Thessalonians talks about that, that we should weigh every, I have many prophetic words that have been given to me. Some recorded, some that I've written down. Some have never come to pass yet, right? Yeah. But I, I still go back and I read them and I wrestle with them and I fight with them and I, and I say, Lord, like these words have been given to me, right? There's been visions and dreams of people that have been spoken over me like this is what i believe for your church for the church of oasis and for the body and and for my children man i I mean there was a time in a season i'll just share this personal story but rachel and i um you know we many of you know this we had a miscarriage and right like it wrecked me right and it wrecked her and we we, we, we thought, man, like, and what people don't know is right before that, someone gave me a word that, like, you're going to have a, a child that's going to raise up in this church, and you're going to see him dancing before you. And then I get that word, and I'm like, what the? Well, I went back to that word. I didn't despise the word. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hate the word. I went back to that word, and I said, God, this was your word for my life and for Rachel's life. And would you know our son Titus is here running around dancing like a maniac dancing like like screaming dope. like a wild child. Someone needs to discipline that kid in Jesus name. But like you got to go back to the word. You got to weigh him, you got to judge him, you got to put him before the father. Go to the word and see where they if the spirit of the word that you've been given or, or you are giving goes to yep.
1: God's word, right? And so it, you got something? Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead. The only thing the only thing that I would add to that is um, Oftentimes, oftentimes we're more focused on how we are going to be perceived. Yes, fear and of man. It's it's fear. It's it's, it's, fear, it's, of it's fear of it's fear of what and is this person? We've gonna, fallen trapped to it. I have one, fallen trap. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And all I was all I want to say is um, when when you know the heart of God mm-hmm. for a person, like when you when you yeah. caught the heart of God for that barista, like nothing is going to stop you. When you when you know, when you see somebody yeah. and you have a word for them, yeah. right, every single bit of fear in me is overtaken by the heart of God for that person that they don't know him. Yes. And that he wants to encounter them right in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And so all I would say is 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 pray for the heart of God before you give prophetic words to people. Absolutely. Pray for to receive God's heart for individual people before you go and, and give words yeah. to them.
0: Yeah. Those in the church and yes, outside of the 100%. church, one hundred percent. And so, as a church body, like, how are we going to do this, right? I want to finish with this. How are we going to, how are we going to grow into this and build this? Well, first and foremost, as a church, like, there, there this is not a time for us to have a free for all, right? There's order to worship. There's order to service. There's order to the way that we gather together on Sundays and Wednesday nights. If you are in the the, the the church on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning and you feel this impression on your spirit that you have a, a word for somebody in the church or you have a word for somebody or for the greater church, You find a pastor and you share it with them, and the pastor is going to bring it to me, myself, and I'm going to have to weigh it before God in that moment. That's how this works, right? Like we filter it through the through the leadership and through the pastoral team. When the service is all said and done, and worship's done, and the message has gone forth, which I I talked about last night, like, and you see somebody in the in the well now outside in the parking lot due to COVID, like if you (laughs) see them outside and you just feel this impression on your spirit, say, Father, is this your heart for them? Am I hearing this right? Because I want to go share this in love. And in grace, and I want to encourage them, and I want to build them up. And then walk up to them with kindness. Don't walk up to them like a weirdo. Yeah. Walk up to them with kindness and say, hey, like, the Lord just highlighted you to, to me today, and I want to just share what I feel is on my, what has been placed on my heart for you, yeah. right? We do this with order, um, and we do this with the way that Scripture talks a lot about it. And so, We're going to to go after this. We're going to trust God to do this. We're going to trust that this is a mandate from heaven. And as we continue to fast and pray, man, we want to hear God's voice. We want to get closer to the Father. We want to see his heart for the city. We want to see his heart for people. And so right now, I want to, unless you have something else, you have anything else you want to share real quick?
1: Yeah, the last thing I want to say on that is that we have have control over what we say. We have control over the way that we act, right? And and going back to what we said about the fruit of the Spirit, like, even within operating with the gifts of the spirit, we're yeah. still called to operate in the fruits of the spirit yeah. and, to, and, to, and to, to give those giftings away in love and in joy and in peace in a way that honors the heart of God and honors his character. And so um, if God is a God of order and you are submitted to him and his church, mm. you will not act in such a way Disrupts the worship service, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like we all have an awareness on when and how to use these gifts when we know we have them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just to go along with what what you were saying about, um, you know, just order yeah. and this isn't going to be free for all. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's great.
0: We want to pray for you guys. Yeah. Once again, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Info at OasisChurchChicago We'd love to help. Grab a pastor on a Sunday. Um, Come up to me if you can, whatever the case may be. We want to just, we want to walk through this together, church. All right? So, Nick, I want you to actually pray, um, not the same prayer you prayed last night, but I want you to pray for this uh, gifting upon our church. And then I'll just close this out as a a blessing over our church and over people that may watch this. Those of you that are watching this that aren't a part of our church, we pray that this catches fire in your church and you take it back to your home and that you take this um and you're like well what if leadership isn't doing what i feel in my heart stay there stay under the vision keep praying keep believing keep trusting that god's going to do this impactfully across um your church and across our church right now so nick can you pray for our church body
1: yeah lord thank you Thank you, thank you for the incredible gift and honor it is to be your children. Before we even start talking about gifts, before we start talking about uh, the the different abilities that you want to pour out on this house, we just say thank you for the invitation to be your sons and your daughters. That it's such a joy. It's such a joy to be in your presence, to wake up in your presence every single day, to know that you are for us and you are not against us, that we have received mercy and grace and truth in Jesus Christ. And so right now, God, I just pray. For 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 both the skeptic and the eager mind, yes. that you would pour out this gift. Thank you, God, that you do not pl- uh, play favorites. You don't you don't you don't choose uh, to to give it to for one person and not to another person. But you give it to the hungry. The yes. hungry always get fed, God. And yes. we thank you that the hungry always get fed. And so, God, we Jesus. hunger for you, and the we hunger, ask God what? that you would help us to be the type of people to walk this prophetic vision out. Yes. We thank you for our calling as a church, God. To to be a light in a dark city like Chicago, to yes. be to be an oasis in a desert yes. land, God, to offer words of life and truth and Hallelujah. hope, God, to a city that it does not have it, and we ask Holy Spirit right now for you to fill our homes, for you to fill our uh, us as individuals, and for you to corporately fill our church with the gift of prophecy, yes. God. Would you pour it out upon us, and would you give yes. us the ability to receive it tonight? We come with we come to you, God, with open hands yes. and with open hearts. And yes. we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in yes. our lives. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, Hallelujah. God, we want you. You are the goal and you are the prize. You, and so we bless you and we honor you. We thank you in advance for the way yes. in which you're going to pour this gift out upon Jesus. our house. We, we we pray this We pray this prayer in faith knowing that you are already going to pour yes. it out. Yes. And we, we bless you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So, Father, I just pray a blessing over every home every heart every life that will watch this father we thank you that you are in front of us you're behind us you're all around us and so father i pray supernatural peace over homes over minds where there's chaos god i pray that you would silence it where there's fear you would you just help people just to tap into your heart god i just thank you so much that you are working and you are moving not to build the name of oasis but to build the kingdom of jesus and so father your kingdom is at hand, and we pray tonight that your kingdom come, your will be done in Chicago as it is in heaven. So we bless you tonight, and we thank you so much for who you are. Continue to work and speak and move through this time of fasting and praying. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, and may the Lord give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, we love you. God bless you, and we will see you guys Sunday morning. Have a great rest of your night or morning or whenever you're watching this. We'll see you guys soon, church.